Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 upfront for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Say goodbye to diluted creams and serums that are often made up of 70% water and 15% preservatives, leaving minimal space for the ingredients your skin craves. The scientists behind fiber skincare have spent 15 years perfecting nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. And just one year ago, they patented a way of wrapping these nanofibers around oil or liquid-based ingredients. The result was a formula that delivers five times more active ingredients compared to creams or serums with no need for fillers like water preservatives or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is a plant-based anti-wrinkle set of patches that you use over seven days, applying them just like your favorite serums. Your skin will feel tighter in 10 seconds and over seven days, the program is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by 19.4%. In fact, they have a tighter skin guarantee where if your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they will give you your money back. No questions asked. Go to fiberskincare.com and use code unfiltered for 15% off. Please never ever sell out on your joy and your truth at any cost. It will cost you everything if you over time, let your passion, let your joy, let your truth atrophy and shrivel up and die. It will cost you everything. Drop it like a hat, drop it like a hat, drop it like a hat. Like Natalie, what do I do? <laughs> I hope it's giddy giddy. Your God. backdrop, your backdrop does not disappoint. You I know where we are. We're in the Sporting Life parking lot, Lindsay. Oh my God, it's taking me back to our early days. <laughs> we're about to go get boots and winter coats. That's where we're at, Lindsay. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I just told the kids because we're thinking of coming home for Christmas. And I'm like, we need to go to Sporting Life. But you're reminding me, I will have missed the boat. Mom failed so many you times. Know it. Yeah, yeah, October. To It'll buy winter stuff. And they're like, what do you mean? We sold out in August. I'm like, what? Who buys winter things in August? <laughs> North Toronto moms, Lindsay. <laughs> okay. We are so excited to have Lindsay Sikornik here. We go back so many, so many years when out to preschool where we met Lindsay. 
she's a total inspiration. She was um, a, a ball of energy, had four children, was yep. so positive. She literally was like our like mom mentor. That's Fa- true. Fast forward, um, the bio that you have is so long that I think it would be better for you to tell everyone who's listening kind of like who you are and what you do to the core. Oh my gosh. Such a good question. I have no idea who I am. (laughs) I have no idea what I'm doing on most days of the week, but my, the core of what I feel that I'm on the planet to do is just to love and exchange love. That's the bottom line of what I do. I do many different things, many different ways that I dance in that. First and foremost, as a mom, I think being a mom is for me the most important mission on the planet tied equally with my mission that I'm doing out in the world. I see them as being very um, 50-50 kind of um, callings, soul callings is what I would call them. When I met you guys, being a mom was like 98% of the way that I expressed. And now it's maybe 50-50. And I can see as the kids are getting older, my external workout in the world is starting to take more and more precedence. So I I started... um, in a, in a business career strategy, that kind of background and quickly realized that it was not for me and that uh, something had to give. I realized that I was playing a game that was, uh, I was winning a game even that I didn't even want to play. And then I ended up discovering the field of coaching. So I've been working as a transformational leadership coach for over 20 years. I was like very early days. It was weird and woo-woo and freakish, like everything I've ever done in my life when I first started Mm -hmm. doing it. Um, At the same time, I immersed myself in the yogic path, which was also weird and freakish and woo-woo at the time. And more recently, I integrate all of those things and just do my best to embody and share love and light on the planet, which does not always look like rainbows and unicorns. It more often than not these days looks like trauma recovery work and deep inner work and, you know, on myself, on clients and um, leading retreats down here in Costa Rica is kind of where it all comes together and uh, specifically working with, with um, I call them game changers, but it's really just, it's not a job description. It's like we were all stay-at-home moms and like just committed to showing up on the planet in a way that's having an impact. So I love to work with, with people that are hungry to grow. It often looks like doing corporate leadership work. It often looks like working with moms. It looks like all different kinds of things, but at my core, I'm really obsessed with with working with people who are hungry to grow, hungry to make a difference, and really just showing up authentically in their lives. That's for me what leadership is. It's like just showing up as who you are. I have so many questions for you because first of all, like, number one, I think thank you for just saying that, um, like, being a mom is a calling because I think there's a lot of guilt and shame around that for a lot of women and they have to apologize for being just a mom or just one kid or I have just and I think that's like such I don't think anyone's really ever said that is that that can be your actual calling and you have permission to make that your calling and you can work and have that be your calling too so it doesn't because some people can't afford just you know to stay at home not just, I just did it, but to stay at home with their kids. So it's like this balance of, of that. Thank but you. I, f- I feel like when you were 98% mom, I didn't sense any, any guilt unless I, unless I'm wrong, that it's like it, you evolved. It wasn't like you were sitting, it was, you were, it felt like you were so in the mom and you felt so right there. And, yeah. and then things just evolved from there. Well, it's funny because I never thought in a million years, I would be a stay at home mom. I was mm-hmm. like, so driven. I was like crazy driven, like dysfunctionally driven, like perfectionistic, like 
like toxically driven. And I always thought I would have like a stay at home husband. I was like, obviously I'll be the breadwinner, obviously. Cause I was, I was very um, recognized for academic achievement. And I went to like the top business school in Canada and I got the top job and I loved that part of myself. And I now can tell you in hindsight, that was like a coping mechanism to unresolved trauma. I was escaping myself into perfectionism and overworking. I was addicted to achievement, but I never in a million years thought that I would be a stay-at-home mom. In fact, I didn't even aspire to it. And then something happened to me when I had my first baby, which was this like insane biological obsession like moved through me and it shattered my entire identity because I always identified as being this like uber achiever smart girl blah 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 and as soon as I had my first baby I was like I don't care if I never work a day in my life if I miss one second of this child's life that will be a failed experience in my opinion and I had to redefine everything who am I what is success Um, you know, what is, I didn't think of legacy or purpose at that time, but, but that was really the core of like, why am I on this planet? What am I here to do? And it rocked my world. I I identified as a feminist. I was like, I will never depend on a man financially. I had all these like hard and fast rules and identities that I would never dot, dot, dot. And I think you guys, Mm. I know, you know, as a mom, (laughs) the universe is like, Ha 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 ha. You know, nevers. Like, I also think we were recently on tour at a university town and we heard, you know, like 21, 20, like them talking about like just what they would never and the finite and like they were going to change and they weren't going to. And part of me feels like that is that's why that that generation is like that, because maybe they do change and they have the capacity to to focus on the change and the movements. And I would never they're like, I would never have TikTok. This is remember the couple that was eating the things and mm-hmm. they just sat there and they were so intense. And I was like, that is a lot of what growing up is, is realizing that there is not a never. And yeah. I, you did talk about, we evolve, we change our mind and that's okay. You talked about like um, authenticity and purpose and you know, there's so much pressure. It feels very trendy and there feels like there's so much pressure to be that like as moms and as people we talk to a lot of moms who are like, I, I, I can't know what my purpose, how do I know what my purpose is? And where do you look for that when you really don't feel like you have a the purpose? time, the time and space? And you're like, where would I even search for what I'm here for? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I, this is such a good question. And I think it's ultimately the question that every human on the planet is asking, right? Is the yep. ultimate, why are we here? What is this all about? You know, I remember um, this amazing scene that changed my life. Do you remember that movie? I think it was called Boy with Patricia Arquette and Ethan Hawke. And it was about this boy and he went through like 13 years. And it was- I it was, remember it, yeah. In real time, they showed Patricia Arquette in her like early 30s and late 30s and 40s. And there's this one scene where she's sort of like her kids empty nesting. And, and she she's like, I thought there'd be more. Mm-hmm. And I think so many people, we wake up and we're like, I thought there'd be more. I got yeah. the degree. I got the husband or the partner. I did the kids. I did it all. And it's like, I thought there'd be more. Yeah. And so that's actually been the core. If I were to articulate what I've done for the last over 20 years of my life, it's really answering the question. Now what, you know, it's like, now what? And so for me, that's very linked to purpose. And I have 
thought about, studied, practiced nothing but this whole idea of purpose for my entire life, starting with business strategy, what's the purpose of the company, blah, 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 ultimately transitioning into self-actualization, self-transcendence in like the inner world stuff that that we talk about in, in the work that I do. I have a very, um, my understanding of purpose at this stage of my life is like everything in my life. It's It's both and. I think that all this pressure to have like a billboard style purpose that we all need to be honoring can put a lot of pressure onto people like what you guys are saying. And I think, and I have the tools and the ability to help people to discern that there is a way to discover that um, through various visualizations and exercises and looking at things that light you up, that light your soul on fire. So there are ways that we can help people to articulate and get clarity. And it's really more like validation, you know, like if I were to say to you, I have, I have sort of different versions of my purpose, but it's really like love and light. Like I'm here to experience and exchange love and light. And like I said, a lot of the times love and light looks like darkness and rawness and, and all of that, but it's still in the spirit of love and authenticity. So purpose doesn't need to be, you know, saving 1 million orphans in Africa, or like there doesn't need to be all this pressure to know and to be aligned. And at the same time, um, there are ways to start to get more and more clarity about who we are. And most of the time, it's just a mirror back of what we already kind of know in our souls. So on that side, I think it's definitely not only possible, but can be really beneficial and activating to be like, Oh, I know why I'm here. And then on okay, the so other side, yeah, go ahead. Yes. I can no, ahead. I was just going to say like, but if I was to peel it back and I think because of our mom audience, you know, um, when they say I'm in this weird stage where I have eight hours a day because my kids are at school yeah. and they're lost rattling around the house and, you know, that's a full-time job, but they, there's something in them that's like, you know, is it that they feel guilty they're not doing something? Is it that they do need more money? What is like, how do we hone into that, like, you know, that unsettling feeling, like you said, you gave up everything. And I hear what you're saying is you're, we change and evolve. So it's mm -hmm. not that what you did was wrong. It's just now you're changing and you're realizing, oh, so what, how does a, a, a mom, I just say mom, cause that was us. Well, that's how we started. This was, I guess you really have to, everybody's different and you have to find that mirror, but and how see do you what it do is that you? when you're alone in a house, that okay, mirror, I, I and they mean, don't have a Lindsay. I can answer that. Yeah. <laughs> that was the second part of what I was going to say. I believe in, in the beauty of having a clear purpose. So I'm going to use this analogy of masculine and feminine, like yin and yang. Talk about, you know, the circle with the dots and the dots. Yeah. It's like, it's the idea. And it's very embedded in, in, you know, the yogic tradition and Buddhist is the idea that we all have a balance between the masculine and the feminine within us and in life. And so the masculine is I have a clear purpose. I'm driven towards something. I have a goal. I know I am here. And the balance to that, which is equally as important is being present to what is. And I, I ultimately believe that, that our real purpose in life is to, to really just fully experience everything as it shows up. And so being a mom at home, sleep deprived, barf on your shoulder, all of it, it's like, that's also a purpose. And I, I use the analogy of, um, I'm, I'm have a background in yoga and, and their philosophy is very meaningful to me, but they talk about doing the ecstatic dance of life. And for me, that's the purpose is like, can we just be present and awake and aware of the struggles, the heartache, the boredom, 
the angst. Um, like squeeze the juice out of that. You know, if I'm going to be sad, I'm going to be like, I'm not going to like resist the sadness and except when I do and go turn on Netflix and distract in whatever ways it's like, then be present to that. So it's like, there's no point, there's nowhere to go and there's nothing to do. And that's something I realized like luckily quite early in my life is that it's like all made up, you know, we're all dancing on this giant rock in the middle of space. We came from dust, nothing matters at the end of the day. You know, if we want to go and save the world, great. If we want to stay home and eat chocolate and, and just enjoy life, great. It doesn't matter. So the purpose, in my opinion, at this stage is to just like enjoy the ride, even when the ride feels like a horrific roller coaster that you wish you could get off of in any second. So it's like I, everything matters and nothing matters. I kind of am understanding what you're saying, that your purpose is un just understanding where you're at and then maybe something will come through to like you. I'm thinking about in, and also in experiencing all of that because we can always say like it's like when people say and you know I think that Kat and I would say is that we don't look back at things and say that we regretted them or the bad things that we happen we necessarily dwell on them because experiencing those things has led us to who we are today and if we didn't feel them and we didn't we didn't do them and we just like put a bandage over them then we wouldn't be able to actually be where we are. Exactly. And that's why so many people, I guess, have to go back and unwrap so much of the trauma because everything was just band-aided for so long. So exactly. the best we can do to be ourselves and find our purposes in every moment, just feel what you're feeling, feeling it because that's Show how we off. grow. Just be there. Yeah. And so some tools, you guys talked about tools and I can give some like quick sound bites for people yeah. that are cruising through life and like, what the, what, you know, what the fuck's going on right now. Yeah. Um, so some ways to discover you know, your purpose, we could think of it also as like, what lights me up? What brings me joy? Where do I feel aligned? One of the big questions that we can ask is like, what energizes me? You know, does um, chatting with my girlfriend, I remember I did a big career transition from corporate management consulting into coaching, but I was in like, I had no idea what I was going to do. I was like, totally, you could say lost, but just wandering. And I started doing these sort of like reflective questions and they were like, talk about your greatest, like what lights you up in life. And I'm like, having lattes with my friends, mm -hmm. reading Us Weekly, um, having one-on-one -on -one conversations and partying and like going out dancing. I really love to dance. And I looked at it and I'm like, okay, great. That is not a job description. That is not, you know, any of those things. But it now in hindsight, my entire career involves having deeply connected conversations with people, hosting gatherings where there's a lot of joy and fun, literally dancing on tables, which is like what I do on the retreats. And so it's more purpose, I think, is more discovered in hindsight than necessarily like a map that we follow. And mm -hmm. it, it's the like we make meaning as we reflect back on like, oh, that's why I did that. And then that's why that lit me up. And so when we're on this path to discovering our purpose, I think it's like a really, the most important first step, as you just chatted about, is to take off all the masks, take off all the conditioning that we've been told what we should do, what we should want, what we should like. We should like being at home 24-7 with our kids, or we should like being at work, or we should be, I mean, when I met you guys, I was like, that was my like domestic goddess stage. I, I would host the most perfectly perfect dinner parties for like three days of cooking. And then the perfect chalet weekends with all the snacks prepared. Although like, Lindsay, Lindsay, you did have a jungle gym in your front living room. So <laughs> I 
I mean, you have always had a little bit of free, like, I never forget. She's like her front living room. She's converted to a jungle gym with a rock, with a rock climbing wall. It was like, like, with like, like a full apparatus. Like, like what? You with, like, that? with like monkey bars. Like I was like, wow. That's called committed to the motherhood. I, it's yes. just so unconventional, but I'm like that, that that's amazing. Cause that was always you, obviously. Yeah. So I'll link that, that exact example to my purpose and, and something that brings me joy. I love to have fun. I love to play. I love to move my body. And so that's an example when I was in the trenches years with four kids under six and like, you know, alone a lot with a partner who was traveling all the time, I surrendered to what is. And that's, I think, a big part of resist, like resistance to what is, is what causes the suffering. So if I'm there and like, God, I wish I could, you know, this sucks. I hate this da, 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 versus like, all right, I have four very wild children. Like they climb bookshelves. They, they were the kids at the birthday party that like all the other kids were sitting and coloring. And my kids were scaling like three stories of staircases. <laughs> and so it was like surrender, get rid of the fancy living room. Couldn't care less about that. But that's where I'm seeing the, the un like deprogramming of like, we need to have formal living rooms and it life needs to look like that. For me, it's a more important question of like, ultimately, like, what's my truth? What, what are my values? What brings me joy for me? Play brings me joy. My kids delight me to no end. Um, and so the jungle gym in the living room was an example of me honoring my purpose, my purpose of being, you know, um, giving my kids, I grew up in a small town with outside all the time in nature, but I ended up in downtown Toronto and I'm like, what the hell is wrong with everyone? Mm. Like, are not allowed to go out and play. We mm-hmm. were like helicopter parenting them all the time. And I did not grow up that way. I grew up like go out and play and come back when the street lights come on. In yeah. Northern Ontario, it was like minus 40. And we're out in like snowsuits until the like lights yeah. came on. And so this whole idea of like the, the hyper parenting and having to like stimulate them all the time and be on them. So the jungle gym for me represented freedom for me and for them. It represented play. It represented discovery, creativity, which are all things that I now literally like work with always on myself first. And then with, with clients. And that was in the con. So, um, you know, if you love to bake, you love to be creative, you love what lights mm. you up you know, and that is your purpose. Your purpose is to be more of who you are. I think as Joseph Campbell said that the purpose of our life is to become more fully who we already are. So it's really you, you two inspire me to no end. I adore you. And I'm so proud of you and so grateful to you for all the work you're doing and for our connection. But you two are the epitome of this. You love to connect. You love to laugh. You love to have fun. You love to tell the truth. You love to be raw and you just show up since the minute I met you exactly and authentically as who you really are. And there's such a, a magnetism to that. And that has now become, you know, what people would call a purpose out in the world. But it started from you showing up unapologetically as who you are. And, and that is it. You, you two are, for me, the epitome of that. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. 
jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you've been following us, you know we are last minute planners when it comes to summer, except for this year. We even have one of our kids going to overnight camp for a month, a whole month. We're super excited for them, but we are getting anxious about not seeing them for that long. How will they cope? Will they make friends? Will they be homesick? We all have our own unique set of stressors varying in size and significance, yet when we hold on to them, they can gradually take a toll on our well-being. Fortunately, therapy provides a safe space where you can get things off your chest and find effective strategies to work through whatever is weighing you down. Therapy offers a place to discover strategies for stress reduction and balance in your life, helping you face life's challenges with new strength. Like when your tween goes to overnight camp for a month and you're trying to put on a brave face. If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's completely online, designed for convenience, flexibility, and tailored to fit your schedule. Simply complete a short questionnaire to be matched with a licensed therapist, knowing you can switch therapists anytime at no extra cost. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Nat today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash Nat. You're so, oh, thank you. And how do you teach your kids that? Like, how do you, because I think there's so much pressure for you. Like, will your kids go to university or college, you think? I don't care. I don't know. Um, yeah, you don't know. Because here, you know, you know, in grade 10 and 11 in Toronto right now, it is like a, it's my son in grade five is concerned about it's his insane. grades. And I'm like, uh, I'm literally like this, like, it, they don't matter. Like, they don't so, actually matter. Yeah, we're so aligned. Yeah. So how my- do you? How My do you way, yeah. program, like, how do we unlock that so they, they can go find their purpose rather than finding, um, especially know. when everything that they're hearing at school and everything is prepare yourself for the, you know, yeah, this the world education and yeah, I, I feel very, I am very like your question you're asking right now matters to me a lot. It's something that I actually have changed my entire life for several times because I'm deeply concerned about the programming in general in our kind of Western society on every level, you know, in terms of purpose and educational paths and health and blah, 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 like all of it, I'm I'm concerned. And so I think as a parent and as a person, number one, show, don't tell. We don't have to tell them anything. It's like, how do we show up? How do we live our own lives? I think that above all else is our greatest teacher for our children in quotation marks. We lead by example. 
And I can tell you that I've made some questionable choices in terms of like doing the right thing for your kids, including getting a divorce, including uprooting them for their beautiful life in Toronto to move them, you know, around the world and questionably could have caused trauma. And I've also made choices in my life professionally and the way that I show up um, that feel authentic to, to me, but may not be like North Toronto, perfect mom safe, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I have had concerns like, you know, are, like, how is this going to impact my children? And I have now old, like I have my oldest is 17 down to almost 11, which I cannot believe she is going to university. So to answer your question, one out of four is on that path. Yes. Um, she's very academic. She loves that. The rest of them, probably some of them will, maybe some of them won't. The, the point of it is, is for me is to model. And so my oldest, she said to me, she's, she's my like, my little, what's the word? My mirror, I guess you could say. She's like, mom, you know what I love about you? And I'm like, what? She's like, you just don't give a fuck what anyone thinks about you. <laughs> like, thank so you. Good. That is so like good. Ultimate, ultimate compliment for me. I wish for that for them. I and the way, the way that I teach them that is to not teach them it at all, but to just do my best mm-hmm. to live my own authentic life. And, um, you know, and I have some of my kids, they're all different care, care deeply what everyone else thinks. And they follow the rules. And when I'm like, who cares? Just like skip school. They're like, mom, we can't skip school. We have to, you know, all that's the our, things. that's our, that, that's our we narrative. Have, we, have we, have, that. we have that too. You know? yeah, so they're all different. And so I think in, in terms of a context like North Toronto or any large city where there is that pressure. And I did have the opportunity to work in, for example, some of the private schools where that pressure is intense and the kids are having mental health issues and eating disorder and like all the things at like very young ages, I was like deeply concerned. Even our little, you know, the little preschool scene is like, well, what preschool is your kid going to? And I'm like, what? They're like three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So I think for me, another thing is important is to have multiple centers of a feeling of, of family or like like tribe or community, for example, if their whole center of their universe is only their neighborhood in one location, it can feel like that's what life is, or that's all that reality has to offer. For me, I would always make sure to take the kids up to the cottage in the summer in Northern Ontario, where my family is. And that's like a very different reality. It's a very small town. It's very rural. Nobody gives, like, I didn't even know what a brand name was when I got to Mm -hmm. university. Somebody said something about like, I don't know, Louis Vuitton or Prada. And I'm like, what is that? I didn't even know what it was. It's just like not a thing. Mm -hmm. So I would try to put them in different contexts, spending time with cousins, or maybe it's summer camp or getting them diversity is the right word that I would say. And I also made a choice because I'm like massive gypsy soul to travel with them since they were babies. So we spent a month a year um, down here in Costa Rica and that was intentional. I remember. Yeah. And the school yeah. was so mad. The school was so mad. I was like the bad mom as usual. But now all of a sudden, post-COVID, everyone's nomadic and everyone's, you know, all True. the things. So that's the moral of this story, I think, is when you live your truth and you live authentically, first of all, at worst, you just live a joyful, fulfilling life. And at best, the rest of the world will catch up at some point and understand, you know, your, the method to your madness or the path that you took that seems so weird. Like eating organic was weird when my kids were little. Like all these things were weird until they're mm-hmm. cool and trendy. So yeah. like, you do you I, and yeah. 
And in terms of the pressure, but I think we should also highlight Lindsay that like that the academic kids who want that, that's their truth too. Like it does like, you know, the rules that you're, you're, because I think there's so many like that, that keeps people happy too, you know? Mm -hmm. So your happiness is there. Like maybe the CFO is really happy, you know, like maybe she has a sugar baby and that makes her like, who knows what's going on, you know? Like, I just That's think why you have to, uh, you have to, you have to look in the mirror. You have yeah. to find what, what makes you happy. And that's not what's going to make that lady next to you happy. You or even it. that version of you five years ago. And I'll just right. speak for myself. I started out hardcore academic. <laughs> like I won 25 graduate degrees. I could have like, I was like, yes, give me this. Then all of a sudden, boom, have a baby, complete 180, obsessed with being a mom and, and really pursuing what brings you joy what energizes you when you wake up in the morning and you're like, yes, I can't wait to X, Y, and Z. It could be, I can't wait to go down and bake some chocolate chip cookies with my kids. Can't wait to go to my yoga class. Can't wait to go and kill it as the CEO of this company, whatever. And I think I've, I've um, identified, I don't want to project onto you, but that you've had similar paths and that there came a point where I was like, Hey, I love being a mom and there's something else. And that was for me about probably around seven years ago when I, first met you. And that's when I, I really started to mm-hmm. lean more into my career again and start looking at like, and then my whole career shifted, you know, when yeah. corporate to being the wild woman in the jungle, like you know, I used to <laughs> black, black Gucci suits to like Bay street. And now I'm mm-hmm. half more than half my work is done in like bikinis and yoga clothes, but it's way more intense, way more powerful, impactful work. It just, it's in a different, more authentic context to where what I am if- what if their partner is the one who, uh, that, that was a big, we talk about this a lot because it was a big part of our, uh, we've talked about this, a lot of people and they're like, I, my biggest fear is to tell my partner my, my dreams because I, I don't think they'll support me or Mm -hmm. they won't think it's worth something like, and maybe they're not in a financial position to necessarily divorce or go follow what it was like, how, what do you do when you have to silence that passion or do you think you can do it? And I know it's so hard, but a lot of people's reality is they can't, you know, bust out and go do something. Or they're afraid to even like broach the subject of what's going on internally because they're afraid that their partner will be like, wait a second. Like we had this, we had this thing down, like don't go changing the game. Yeah. Oh, I can, I can speak to this from like the most personal experience you could imagine. This was exactly my reality. Like I am very deeply you know, great friends with, with my former husband were, were to this day, great friends. And from the beginning, he thought my new career was like batshit crazy since the day I started, you know, and blessings, like we've grown and we laugh about it now, but I can very much relate to this question. And, and, and I, you know, I've had many changes. So oftentimes in my own experience, in my experience working with, I've worked with hundreds, thousands of people. And this story is very, very common. Often, the people closest to us, whether it's partners, parents, siblings, are the very last people to understand or to get on board with a new iteration of ourselves, a new evolutionary stage, because they have a very uh, like deeply embedded narrative about who you are. And not only that, who you are fits in a very familiar, comfortable dynamic with who they are. So if all of a sudden you're like rocking the boat and you're like, hey, I have this idea. I want to shake things up in this way. It can be threatening and confronting to the people closest to us in the in the most primal ways. It can be very triggering. It can be safety and security. It can be attachment. They can feel like you're going to leave them like it can really trigger 
in all the people around us, our partners, our siblings, our parents, whoever, very primal triggers. So my best kind of um, experience and suggestion is to, to maybe um, test the waters in, in what feels like a safer space, which could be with strangers. It could be going to um, a workshop. It could be girlfriends, guy friends, um, coaches, therapists, testing out when it feels so raw and vulnerable. And I can, I've had these experiences like so many times of like complete 180s in my life that feel like batshit crazy at the time, but then ultimately end up being the best thing I ever did. But in those first raw moments, I felt crazy. I felt shame. I felt like so many feelings, like what is wrong with me? Like, why can't I just be happy with this? Or why can't I just be like everyone else? So when you're in that raw, like naked and afraid stage, then I would say don't necessarily start with the people you think are going to be most Mm. confronted by it. Start with your journal, like start writing it in your journal. Mm -hmm. That's the safest place. Like, oh my God, I think that like, for me, I'm like, I think I'm living a lie. I think that like, I have this other thing and I don't even know what this other thing is, but so start with your journal, then maybe start with a trusted friend. Or if you have a sibling or somebody who you have that, or like I said, start with a coach or a therapist or somebody where it's like, neutral terror or get on these. There's so many webinars available now of people um, offering spaces and time to go and have these conversations. And at the same time, I just, I really, this is like, I don't like to give any advice to anyone, but let me just like say this in a strong way, which is, which is like, please never ever sell out on your joy and your truth at any cost because the cost of selling out on yourself infinitely greater in the long run and even the short run it will be the death of your soul is the most destructive force on the planet. it will make you physically ill mentally ill it will cost you everything if you over time let your passion let your joy let your truth atrophy and shrivel up and die it will cost you everything it will cost you your your marriage in the end anyways because you will become a shadow of who you really are and then that will lead to a bunch of other things so um, for me, for me, that's the greatest cost that we could ever pay is, is to allow the death of our souls and allow our life force energy, our vibrancy, our aliveness to be atrophied and to die because we're trying to please everyone else around us or stay safe. And I don't diminish the experience or the risks of, of, you know, risking a marriage, risking a safe, beautiful kind of accepting life for the sake of following your heart or your truth or your soul. I'm not saying this lightly, but I am Mm -hmm. saying having been through it many times myself, being on the other side of it in many ways, nothing is worth, there is, there is nothing worse than the cost of losing yourself and of, of allowing your own soul, like the death of your own soul. So that's the only thing I would say. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? 
Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. And also, there's such a, a liberation and a freedom. This is the other thing I'll say in stepping into those fears. So my, my like provocative uh, living life on the edge side of myself right now is like, good, like you're scared to do it. Then that's exactly the thing you need to do. I know for myself, having those raw, vulnerable conversations in a relationship have in every case been the things that have busted through to new levels of intimacy, new levels of passion, new levels of mutual understanding. When we're living in these like, facades of like, let's like Stepford wives. Like here's my persona who of who I'm portraying to the world. And here's your persona. It's like a puppet show that everyone's living. But when we can like crack the masks open, you know, like Shrek and Fiona, when they turn into the trolls <laughs> at night mm-hmm. and like, here's my soul, here's my, uh, my ugliness in quotation marks. Here's my fear. Here's my vulnerability. That's the most erotic. That's the most, um, in my opinion, life-affirming thing that we can do is to have the courage to show up and be like, this is who I am. Um, And so sharing that with a partner or with family can feel terrifying and have been there many times. Um, But on the other side of, of, if you avoid that fear for your whole life, you end up staying in that kind of shell of an existence versus risking it all. Like I always think about like Joan of Arc, you know, on the front line in the trenches, like bloodied and battered yeah. and all the <laughs> things, but it's like, I'm showing up, you know? And so I know for a fact, from my own experience, from many, many people I've spoken with, that is the path to your freedom. And whatever happens on the other side, you don't know, but you don't know anyways. Like, let's say <laughs> you don't follow your passion. Let's say you live your safe life and you keep playing the roles that you think you're supposed to play she could go down anyways. Five I years. Think a lot of, I think a lot of people are afraid to open that door. Just so you know, I think a lot of people are afraid to, you know, to actually open that Pandora's box because I think you're right. I think there's a lot of people living a very safe life, which is fine for now, but usually shit hits a fan somewhere. And I can can only imagine, like, I can only, when you say, like, if you don't let your, you know, your truth out, like, you'll benefit so much from uh, finding your own passion and your own freedom, but so will the world, like, people around you need to be able to enjoy who you really are, because you're here for, you know, you're here for, like, a reason, and it's not just for you. Exactly, and you two are, again, like, my ultimate inspiration for this, is like, so let's just play this out, okay, so I risk not showing up for myself because I think I'm going to, let's say, lose my marriage. Let's use that as an example. Yeah. I already talked about option A, which is continuing with the same thing. So let's go down. I tell my partner, this is what I want to do. There's one of two things that can happen. They'll either get on board, maybe with a little resistance at first, and then go with the flow. Or they'll be like, this is too much. I can't do this. And then they'll leave. 
So in either of those cases, do you actually really want to be in partnership with someone who can't stand who you really are or who doesn't support who you really are? For me, that is a failed relationship. If I'm with a partner who is somehow repulsed or disgusted or unaccepting of who I really am, for me, that's like a very huge lack of compatibility. And is that really the relationship you want to be devoted to? In the best case scenario, they're like, what? And I've seen both your partners and I don't know your intimate lives. I'm sure there's nuance, but I, I, I know, you know, they're like, yeah, like, and I see the vitality that you two showing up as who you really are. I imagine, and, and I, you know, I've experienced even with my former husband because we had periods of transition where he was like very stimulated by my aliveness and very, and now he's like, I'm so proud of you. You're amazing. And like the things he resisted eight years ago or 10 years ago, cause he was in a different place too, are the things that he's like most proud of me for now. And so that's the best case scenario. It's and and even losing a partner who is not bought into who you authentically are is also a best case scenario, in my opinion, because I don't know that anyone wants to stay with someone who doesn't really love them for who they are. That's that's like a living a lie for the rest of your life. And then on the other side of that, regardless of what happens with your your partner or not, it's again about that example we're setting for our kids. You know, do you want to be the example of the woman or the man or the whoever who just kind of lived a shell of a life? Or do you want to be the example of the person who showed up fully in their truth, in their aliveness, whatever that looks like? And then giving them the permission to try things and to fail and to risk and to be vulnerable and then ultimately to be able to experience levels of joy and aliveness and and success, however we define success that were unimaginable had we stayed in this. Um, And I don't want to discredit safe. I don't, I don't want to suggest that everybody has to be these like wild Joan of Arc warriors out on the front lines. I I want to acknowledge that there's a time and a place for everything. And maybe it's Mm -hmm. not the right time to tell your partner, maybe it's not the right time to make your move. So back to full circle is like, just trust your intuition, listen to what's true for you in this moment, maybe push yourself a little bit day by day out of your comfort zone. So maybe you talk to the like Uber driver about your dream one day. I like, <laughs> love it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, the the it's like the first time you say anything out loud, it seems really shocking, but after time, it's just sort of rolls off your tongue. Cause now like you, you believe it, you're into it. So it's not as big of a deal when you, when you actually hit the person that you're worried about the most to hear it. Exactly. And find community is the thing. And I, I also love you both so much for this. It's like, For me, like yoga, for example, was a passion I had that was very weird when I started, but I just started going to yoga classes and all of a sudden all my friends did yoga and then it wasn't weird anymore. Mm -hmm. And then I got into coaching and emotional intelligence and all this stuff again, when it was weird, like everyone was hugging in ballrooms and I'm like, yes, I love this. But I was like coming from this like corporate world where everybody was so like, you know, perfectly perfect. But I just started hanging out with more people that were like wanting to talk about whatever emotions, life, the meaning of life. And all of a sudden it became like that part of my social circle. It was normal. And Mm -hmm. so I think finding community around whatever it is, whether it's online, in person, both is, is also very helpful and reinforcing, Mm -hmm. um, reading books, another thing, watching, listening to podcasts, immersing yourself in a different context where, um, Normal is relative. Like, what is normal? You know, yeah. what is anything? It's like, well, it depends. Where do you live? In what day and age? Yeah. You yeah. Know, what is normal? There's no such thing. So just immerse mm-hmm. yourself in different 
contexts where where the normals and even going way out of your comfort zone like you know uh I heard you guys doing a you know all your podcasts around sex every now and then I like try to learn about like I don't know BDSM worlds or like things mm-hmm. that I'm like mm-hmm. wow people live like that and then all of a sudden and that's, their, and that's their normal that's their normal I'm like that is wild and it stretches mm-hmm. my mind about mm-hmm you know, whatever I might feel is fringe in my own, you know, relatively boring life is like, so, so really exploring definitions of normal and studying and, and with your kids about like the pressure to conform to doing X, Y, and Z, like exposing them to different stories, different examples of people that you think like introducing them. I love to introduce the kids to like people we meet when we're traveling or just people in the neighborhood, like, oh, so-and-so is an artist or so-and-so is doing this. And so-and-so just got back from this experience and exposing them to other um, characters that they can Mm -hmm. learn from. Where can everybody- um, This happens all the time with you, Lindsay. We could literally sit and talk to you forever and ever. And you're just so inspiring and uplifting. And you make us think about things in a way that we've never thought about. Even if like in the in the, in the the back of our minds, we know some of the things you're saying. When you say it out loud, it brings it to the front, which makes it so fresh. And it's, it's something for everyone to think about from like a different perspective. But everything is all about just making us feel better, finding our own purpose, being honest with who we are, finding joy. And, and we not love having, that. Not having a purpose is actually a purpose which is kind of crazy you know what I mean like mm-hmm. once you realize your no purpose is a purpose is like wow yeah so Lindsay where can people find you and uh even potentially come and see you oh my gosh I would be so excited to connect with anybody and everybody I love the humans um my Instagram is Lindsay alive so l-i-n-d-s-a-y alive my website is aliveandawake.com and I run retreats down here in Costa Rica I have uh, two spots left for January and we have ongoing retreats coming on but would love to connect um alive and awake also on Instagram so I have Lindsay alive as well as alive and awake and those are some great ways to stay connected and we will link those everywhere. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. It's so nice to see you. Thank you. I love you both so much. And thank you for all your work you're doing in the world. You too. Oh my God. Now we go by winter boots. Have fun. Say hi to Bye, Lindsay. Bye, Lindsay. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye.